here on Right Now with Jim Dawes. Your daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an America First perspective. Coming to you on the Mojo 50 Radio Network and streaming on demand on iTunes, TuneIn, Spreaker, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. We're moving our social media presence over to Gab because Twitter's got us thoroughly throttled. So you can find us on Gab at Right Now Jim Dawes. I encourage you to visit us there. You go directly to our website at jimdawes.com or shoot me an email at jimdawes, right now jimdawes at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. The voicemail line is 772-245-0750. That's 772-245-0750. Man, oh man. You know, I think what Trump is doing is following the Alinsky playbook. I think he is uh, polarizing the country to a point where uh, these squishy country club conservative types and these um, spineless moderates have to uh, pick a side. And they're no longer free to just turn a blind eye to um, the Marxist and cultural Marxist inclinations of today's Democrat Party. And, of course, you probably know what I'm talking about. Over the weekend, the president tweeted out uh, uh, a criticism of the so-called squad, the uh, the so-called women of color, the cultural Marxists that uh, lead the radical wing of the Democrat Party, and were just last week calling Nancy uh, Pelosi a racist, uh, to which, oddly enough, President Trump uh, defended her, said they ought to show a little bit of respect. But uh, on Friday night, apparently not to be outdone or to have uh, the attention taken away from him. Actually, I guess it was um, it was just last night, Sunday evening. The president treated out so interesting to see the progressive Democrat congresswomen who originally came from countries whose governments are a complete and total catastrophe. The worst, most corrupt and inept anywhere in the world even if they have a functioning government at all, now loudly and viciously telling the people of the United States, the greatest, most powerful nation on earth, how our government is to be run. Why don't they go back and help fix the totally broken and crime-infested places from which they came? Then come back and show us how. It is done. These places need your help badly. You, can leave, you cannot leave fast enough. I'm sure Nancy Pelosi would be happy to quickly work out free travel arrangements. Now, this uh, this tweet is uh, being characterized by the media as him telling them to, uh, if they don't love it, leave it. And I guess there is, but if you actually read the tweet carefully, he's, he's basically telling them, uh, if you're such experts on how to straighten out an uh, irredeemable place like the United States, perhaps you would want to show us how it's done by going back to, oh, in the, in, in the instance of uh, Ilhan Omar, to Somalia. An absolute disaster, a failed nation state that, um, that is, you know, constantly uh, torn by warlords. Uh, she was forced from there into a refugee camp in Kenya where the United States, out of the goodness of our heart, rescued her so that she could come to the United States 
and suffer or uh, enjoy all of the benefits, go to Congress and then uh, condemn the rest of us as a bunch of hateful, racist, irredeemable hypocrites. And in the case of Ilhan Omar, of course, she is um, uh, Palestinian uh, ethnically, if that is even an ethnicity. And she, uh, she never misses an opportunity to criticize the United States and condemn us as uh, Nazis. And, of course, you know, the whole gang talks about us whole, uh, operating concentration camps on the border in their constant Marxist agitation in order for open borders. And you have um, AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who is uh, ethnically Puerto Rican, who is uh, on a, a, a one-woman crusade to uh, instill Marxism in this country while turning a blind eye to all of the corruption uh, that goes on on that uh, that little island territory from whence her people came. So the president's telling them, you know, if 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 America's such a wreck, why don't you go and uh, fix Somalia and Palestine and Puerto Rico, and then you can come back and sh- and and show us how it's done. But until then, he's basically saying you have no credibility. Well, of course, the media melted down over all of this as is to be expected, and characterize this as a racist attack. Now, you notice nowhere in those three tweets did the president say anything about race. He was talking uh, to them about their their countries of origin. And yes, two of the three are uh, actually uh, American-born, although they are first-generation. And Omar, probably the most strident of the American haters among them, is uh, is here from uh, from Mogadishu. But the press was quick to characterize this, and and many of these country club spineless Republican types went along. They're constantly, you know, uh, trying to impose Queensberry rules on uh, on Republicans when we're in fact engaged in a street fight. They don't seem to recognize the difference. They want to be ideologically pure and thought of well by the left-wing media. So they're unwilling to engage in actual fights. And there's no doubt that the president telling these people to go back and fix your own countries before you start criticizing the greatest country in the history of the world is a little strident. Like I say, what this is all about, I believe, is the president uh, using these Zelensky tactics that the Democrats have used so effectively against Republicans and against this nation, doing a little bit of uh, verbal jujitsu and using it against them- themselves. And like I said, although all of this reaction by the left-wing media is including Donald Trump or is um, uh, characterizing these tweets as racist, they are in fact nothing of the sort. They don't mention race a single time. But here's the deal, and this is uh, what Trump's exposing, is under the rules of cultural Marxism, you are not allowed to criticize people that are not white. If you do, that is by definition under the cultural Marxist rules, racist. And people are starting to figure it out. 
They're slow because people don't want to be called racist. But they're, they're, it's starting to wear off. They've gone to that well so many times. And this is a, just a, a classic illustration that you can condemn people or criticize people for what they say. In the case of Ilhan Omar, you remember the classic quote, some people did something when referring to 9-11. And the whole group of them continue to characterize our attempts to control the southern border as concentration camps. As if people were walking thousands of miles and climbing over a fence in order to get into the uh, concentration camps in Nazi Germany. And I'd just like to point out that each and every one of these people that are detained in these uh, these detention centers are free to leave at any time. All they have to do is raise their hand and say, I want to go home, and uh, Border Patrol will gladly and swiftly accommodate them. But uh, Ilhan Omar, probably probably the most anti American hater and the whole bunch. Uh, I've got some clips here I want to play for you. This is uh, her most recently at the so-called Netflix, or not Netflix, a Netroots conference that was held in Philadelphia this last week. It is a gathering of the most strident cultural Marxists in the Democrat Party. And she's speaking. Uh, she's uh, She's telling the assembled lunatics that, in fact... The reason she's constantly calling out the United States as racist and hateful and irredeemable is because she loves it so much. In fact, she loves it more than native-born Americans. Something that I, I get criticized for all the time. It's not what you think, so don't, like, <laughs> don't gasp. Um, it is that like, I, I am anti-American because I, I criticize the, the United States. And I, I, I believe, as an immigrant, I probably love this country more than anyone that is naturally born. And because I am ashamed of it continuing to live in its, the hypoc- its hypocrisy, that I work so hard. So, so let's just recap right there. She loves it more than anybody that was actually born here. And because she is ashamed of it, she calls out its hypocrisy. Does that sound like love to you? Oh, most certainly this woman should go back to Somalia. I, I think I could start a GoFundMe campaign and quickly raise the money to make that happen. She loves America more than native-born Americans. And that's why she's so ashamed of it. Because I am ashamed of it continuing to live in its, the hypo- its hypocrisy, that I work so hard to make sure that others who've had um, that, like, why just be American, why don't you be more like an American, can continue to say that. Why can't you be more like an American? Because it, it used to be a very positive thing. Um, we expl- It used to be a very positive thing to be American, according to Ilhan Omar. 
But now you see it's no longer anything to be proud of because her and the squad who want to call us out for racists for pushing back against this claptrap, they want to take over. They want to impose cultural Marxism. They want to overturn everything that this country was built on and stands for. And if we resist, we're racist and we're haters and she's ashamed of us and she loves the country more than we do. Be more like an American because it, it used to be a very positive thing. Um, we export American exceptionalism, the great America, the land of liberty and justice. That is, you know, if you ask anybody in uh, walking on the side of the street somewhere in the middle of the world, they will tell you America the great. But we don't live those values here. Um, and so that hypocrisy is one that I'm bothered by. I want America the great to be America the great. If we would just pay attention to Ilhan Omar, because she knows so much better than we do, then we could be great again. Unbelievable. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You can go back. Delta is ready when you are, Miss Omar. And that's not all. You got, uh, well, I'm going to play this uh, this little short clip of, uh, of Omar uh, referring to 9-11. So to me, I say raise hell. Make people uncomfortable. Because here's the truth. Here's the truth. Far too long, we have lived with the discomfort of being a second-class citizen. And frankly, I'm tired of it. And every single Muslim in this country should be tired of it. Now, this is a woman that came here, was provided for uh, by American charities, went to college, was elected to the Congress of the United States from Somalia. But she's treated as a second-class citizen. CARE was founded after 9-11 because they recognized that some people did something and that all of us were starting to lose access to our civil liberties. Really? We, CARE was founded. CARE, associated with the terrorist Muslim Brotherhood, basically was founded as a fundraising arm for a radical Islamic terror an unindicted co-conspirator in a money laundering operation to do just that, was founded because some people did something? 9-11. Because they recognized that some people did something and that all of us were starting to lose access to our civil liberties. These are cultural Marxists who want to destroy this country. They hate this country. They hate what it stands for. They hate its history. The country that has taken their families in, sheltered them from the mess of the countries that they came from, and they hate it. And Rashid Tlaib, this uh, congresswoman from uh, Wayne County, Michigan, the Detroit area, probably representing Dearborn, the town that uh, that was founded by um, by Henry Ford and is now a, a little Palestine on the on the uh, Great Lakes, 
she is constantly agitating, calling uh, our Border Patrol agents Nazis, insisting that uh, any any detention of migrants to try to screen them and make sure that they're not terrorists or criminals or have communicable diseases or try to slow them down whatsoever, that's a concentration camp. I remember uh, one of her very first uh, statements when she was elected to Congress was... And when your son looks at you and says, Mama, look, you won, bullies don't win. And I said, baby, they don't, because we're going to go in there, we're going to impeach the mother... (laughs) We're going to go in there and we're going to impeach the MF. Not sure where all this uh, noise is coming from here, but... And, of course, AOC. Just last week, she was uh, criticizing Nancy Pelosi as being a racist for daring to criticize her squad because they're women of color. And you are not allowed to uh, to criticize women of color. If you do, then you are, by definition, a racist. That is the rules the Democrat Party is operating under. And it's why, by the way, old Joe Biden is not going to get uh, the nomination. Because no matter how much he scrapes and begs and kowtows he cannot change his skin color and he cannot change his history and they are just not going to have it here's Hayek just last week uh, agitating that we get rid of the Department of Homeland Security now why do you suppose a representative in the United States Congress would want to get rid of the Department of Homeland Security that has been successful in preventing any more mass terrorist attacks since 9-11. Actually, there have been some. They've been mostly lone wolf, uh, leaderless type acts that have uh, taken place, called for over social media by ISIS and Al-Qaeda. But AOC wants you to unilaterally disarm. I think what it means is, for example, ICE is not under DOJ. It's under the Department of Homeland Security. And so we have now... Would you get rid of Homeland Security too? I think so. I think so. I think we need to undo a lot of the egregious... um, a lot of the egregious mistakes that the Bush administration did. Um, I feel like we are... At a very, it is a very qualified and supported position, at least in terms of evidence and in terms of being able to make the argument that uh, we never should have created DHS in the early 2000s. So she doesn't make the argument. She just says that uh, that's what we need to do. She doesn't propose anything to replace it. It's just like ICE. She wants to abolish it. Actually, she says she wants to convert it into something that would facilitate the uh, migrants to cross the border. Basically, she wants to turn them into a, a Uber-like taxi service to bring as many people uh, uh, as possible into this country to fundamentally alter its uh, character forever. So I'm going to play you one more clip, and then we're going to hear from the president himself on this. He uh, he took he had a. Uh, a Buy American event in the Rose Garden today. And, of course, the the uh, rabid left-wing media was uh, nipping at his heels because of uh, these tweets. But um, I want to play you here 
a clip of uh, old Louis Farrakhan, Calypso Louis himself, probably the most prominent and rabid, um, well-organized racist on the scene today, other than maybe the Democrat Party themselves. And he is uh, endorsing the squad wholeheartedly. I'm an evil man. I'm a hater. I'm an anti-Semite. I'm, I hate Jewish people. I hate... Now you got my sisters in there. Oh. 102 women in Congress. And one of them said that... Talking about uh, Tlaib going to impeach the MF. She was using some funny language, brother. We're going to go in there. We're going to impeach the motherfucker. Miss Omar from Somalia. She started talking about the Benjamins. And they trying to make her apologize. Of course, she t- uh, said then that uh, Israel had bought the United States congressman, that it was all about the Benjamins, baby. Remember, this was right after they had... Uh, uh, stripped Stephen, Steve King of all of his committee assignments because he pointed out the uh, existential threat that uh, open borders and the the uh, illegal immigration was posing to the country. And that was demanded by the left-wing media. But uh, when, when uh, Omar basically said that um, Israel was, uh, I mean, that the uh, Congress was uh, Israeli-occupied territory, it's just crickets. She didn't. She didn't suffer anything at all. As a matter of fact, she got appointed to the Foreign Affairs Committee. Back to this clip from Farrakhan. My sweetheart don't do that. But you have nothing to apologize for. Israel and APAC pays off senators and congressmen to do their bidding. My young Puerto Rican sister... Shaking it up. Shaking it up. So imagine that um, David Duke had a conference, and this conference, uh, this crowd that uh, Farrakhan was speaking to, numbered in the hundreds, couldn't see it at all, probably probably more than a 1,000 of Nation of Islam adherents, endorsing the squad. Now imagine that you had David Duke doing the same with Donald Trump. Wouldn't Donald Trump be asked to... Uh, disavow this endorsement? Wouldn't he be asked to repudiate these words? None of the media ever went to Aok or Omar or Tlaib and asked them to say anything unkind about Calypso Louie. See, it's a double standard. They're allowed to, uh, to engage in all the racism that they want to. They're anti White hatred is palpable. And have you ever heard any of these people, including Alana Presley, the fourth member of the squad, have you ever heard them say a kind word about the United States of America? Express any pride in this country? Express any gratitude for all of the uh, opportunities that this country has yielded to them? Putting them in one of the most privileged positions Anywhere in the world, in the United States Congress. No, 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 no. But you let Trump point out that, uh, you know, these women are perfectly willing to uh, go elsewhere if they hate the country so much. 
and all of a sudden it's racist. Yeah, racist against these people who define each and every utterance out of their mouth based on race and anti-Americanism. We're going to run out to a break. When we come back, we're going to let you hear from uh, Donald Trump himself in response to these uh, leftist media attacks on, on his invitation to the squad to go back and fix their own countries if they hate America so bad. We'll be back right after two messages on Right Now with Jim Dawes. I've been working at Santa's workshop for a long time and thought I'd seen it all. That was until I learned that when you add Xfinity Mobile to Xfinity Internet, you can save hundreds on your wireless bill. When you add Xfinity Mobile to Xfinity Internet, you can get a powerful Internet experience and nationwide coverage on the most reliable network. Choose the data option that's right for you. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today. Restrictions apply. Xfinity Mobile requires Xfinity Internet. Based on root metrics by IHS Markets Root Score reports 2H2020 of four mobile networks. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. And you're back on Right Now with Jim Dawes. Your daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an American nationalist perspective. Well, in the first half of the program, we uh, we detailed the president's tweets and the left-wing reaction to it. You had old um, Anna Navarro over there on CNN saying that, uh, well, oh, Melania Trump is an immigrant. She can go home, too. And the president's deceased mother, she was an immigrant. She could go home, too. Of course, she's missing the entire point that immigrants, most immigrants that come to this country that haven't adopted this cultural Marxist worldview and and become a foot soldier to overturn the traditional American nation are grateful and love the country, and they're welcome. The president's simply pointing out that you've got a group of people that have hijacked the Democrat Party, and they have hijacked it, have no doubt about that, AOC, and Tlaib and Omar and uh, Ayanna Presley are running the Democrat Party. Nancy Pelosi is uh, simply, uh, what would she be? She would be sort of like a facilitator. And it's funny that, you know, just last week, the squad was criticizing Nancy Pelosi as being a racist because she dared to criticize women of color. And now you've got... uh, Donald Trump forcing Nancy Pelosi to embrace these left-wing radicals. And this, I think, is kind of the brilliance behind Trump's um, 
constantly agitating this. Now, I don't know if he means to do it. I don't know if it's strategic or if it just comes natural to him, but that is the effect it's having. It's making people pick a side. And it's assuming, and I'm hoping this assumption is right, it may not be, dear listeners, it may not be, that there is still a majority of the people in this country that love America and when they hear these outrageous, hateful statements by Omar and Ayak and Tlaib against America, they're offended by it, and they have no problem whatsoever with the President of the United States to invite them to leave if they hate America so badly. Now, again, I could be mistaken. We, could have, we may have been swamped at this point, and the, few, the millennials and the younger generations may have been so indoctrinated by this cultural Marxism in our universities that they may in fact be a majority. I think it's, it's damn close. I I still think that we have a majority of people that love this country and are offended when these cultural Marxists constantly and savagely attack it. I probably should update you. Um, on Trump's reaction to uh, the Democrats and the left-wing media. So after, he, after a time and the, uh, the ensuing outrage over his initial tweets, he responded, so sad to see the Democrats sticking up for people who speak so badly of our country and who, in addition, hate Israel with a true and unbridled passion. Whenever confronted, they call their adversaries, including Nancy Pelosi, racists. Their disgusting language and the many terrible things they say about the United States must not go unchallenged. I agree wholeheartedly with him there, and I think that's, uh, that's what he's doing. He's stepping out on behalf of the American people. If the Democrat Party wants to continue to condone such graceful, uh, disgraceful behavior, then we look even more forward to seeing you at the ballot box in 2020. Hmm. You know, uh, this sometimes there is a, a, a time for choosing. And to continue to just allow uh, uh, the squad and, you know, to drag the Democrat Party further and further off the cultural Marxist cliff. When you know the left wing media is not going to call them out for it. Nancy Pelosi is not going to call them out for it. And the so-called moderates in the Democratic Party are just what Stalin used to refer to as useful idiots. They're just there for the ride and are helping facilitate all of this. But the president uh, forces people to choose a side. And um, and again, I'm hopeful that the, the side that the majority of the people in America choose are to save the country. If I'm mistaken, it's going to be uh, uh, something that uh, Trump can't help in any case. So let's see here. This is uh, Trump. He he had a, a Buy American event at the Rose Garden today. And, of course, the uh, the media was absolutely rabid in their condemnation. Uh, so he, he answers the opening question like this. Uh if you're not happy here, then you can leave. As far as I'm concerned, if you hate our country, if you're not happy here, you can leave. And that's what I say all the time. That's what I said in a tweet, which I guess some people think is controversial. A lot of people love it, by the way. 
A lot of people love it. But if you're not happy in the U.S., if you're complaining all the time, very simply, you can leave. You can leave right now. Come back if you want. Don't come back. It's okay, too. But if you're not happy, you can leave. President Trump. (laughs) I mean, you know, it sort of sounds like an Archie Bunker line, but there is some truth to it. And it's not racist to point out these these people are American haters. If you're not allowed to criticize people because of the color of their skin, then that basically gives them uh, uh, immunity, carte blanche, to be as hateful and anti-American as they want to, and, they're, and any criticism of them has to be condemned. And that's exactly what's going on over there at CNN and MSNBC. And in the the halt and the uh, the environs of Hollywood, that rarefied air where they live behind gated communities and uh, have armed bodyguards, don't have to deal with the fallout from where these people want to take us and have taken us. And Trump goes on, as he is wont to do by repeating himself again and again, I think to drive home the point again, I don't know if all of this is conscience or if he's just crazy like a fox, but uh, here he is responding to the, uh, the, to the just onslaught of the White House press corps. I'm watching them. All they do is complain. So all I'm saying is if they want to leave, they can leave, John. They can leave. I mean, I look at the one, I look at Omar, I don't know, I never met her. I hear the way she talks about Al-Qaeda. Al-Qaeda has killed many Americans. She said, you can hold your chest out. You can, when I think of America, huh? When I think of Al-Qaeda, I can hold my chest out. When she talked about the World Trade Center being knocked down, some people, you remember the famous, some people. Uh, These are people that, in my opinion, hate our country. Now, you can say what you want, but get a list of all of the statements they've made. And all I'm saying that if they're not happy here, they can leave. They can leave. And you know what? I'm, I'm sure that there'll be many people that won't miss them. But they have to love. They have to love our country. They're Congress people. And I never used any names. But these are people. Quiet, 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 quiet. Now, this is a reporter. She's getting an answer from the president of the United States. She's more uh, interested in in inserting her question or actually her accusation in the form of a question than getting the answer for the president of the United States because I believe she knows in her heart of hearts that what the president is saying is resonating. Not only do these people hate America, not only do they want to undermine America, not only are they constantly trying to, to destroy traditional america they have no intention of upholding their oath to office and that is something that has spread throughout the democrat party you had nancy pelosi on there last week actually aiding and abetting fugitives from justice uh, telling people who had removal orders from a federal judge how to avoid uh, being arrested last week violating her oath of office. But but none of these people respect the Constitution. They would all destroy our future if, if they had their way. 
Washington would no longer be named Washington. They would destroy all of, uh, all of our monuments and all of our history. They hate the country. And, uh, and by pointing this out, uh, the president uh, is, is doing what uh, no other of these country club Republicans that are so concerned with the left-wing media's opinion of them would ever do. They have to love, they have to love our country. They're Congress people, and I never used any names. But these are people, quiet, 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 quiet. These are people that if they don't like it here, they can leave. And I'd be, I'd, I don't know who's going to miss them, but I guess some people will. One of them is polling. One of them is polling at eight. One of them is polling at eight percent. One of them is polling at eight percent. So when when I hear people speaking about how wonderful Al Qaeda is, when I hear people talking about some people, some people with the World Trade says some people, no, not some people, much more than some people. When I hear the statements that they've made, and in one case you have somebody that comes from. He was about to say comes from, a, you know, the failed state of Somalia. And uh, the United States went there foolishly and tried to uh, to rescue that failed state. Try to overturn the warlords and give the people of Somalia a chance to, you know, have it uh, to retake their country. We were rewarded uh, by being slaughtered in the streets and having the, the people celebrate. And he had uh, Ilhan Omar celebrating that herself, calling um our troops that gave their lives there in Somalia, war criminals. And he referred to, the president did in his, uh, his re- remarks just then, about her uh, t- talking about uh, al-Qaeda. And, uh, and here is the, the particular quote. It's uh, Omar talking about she took a terror class in college from an instructor that apparently was quite proud of uh, Al-Qaeda. Um, I remember um, when I was in college, I took uh, a terrorism class. And is there a such thing? Yeah, there was. So there you was, go, uh, there is a lab for that? There was a, there was a class that you <laughs> Do you go to lab? <laughs> no, go we, we, field we, trip we learned the, the ideology of... I'm glad um, you do that. <laughs> and we learned the ideology of terrorism, and you notice the uh, the... Uh, moderator there is asking her is there a lab for that what he's saying is did y'all actually engage in terrorism she thought that was kind of funny she uh she responded humorously we learned the, the ideology of, there was a class that you do you go to lab <laughs> no our we, field trip we learned the, the, the ideology of, i'm glad um, you do that <laughs> and so it was it was the, the thing that was interesting in the class was Every time the, the, the professor said Al-Qaeda, he sort of like his shoulders yeah. went up and, you know. Yeah, he's in command like, here. Al-Qaeda, you know. He's an expert. And it, was, <laughs> and it was, you know. What's as his it, name? What about his name on the air? We are not saying his name. She goes on to say that he didn't do that when he said the United States or the U.S. military. But whenever he spoke of Al-Qaeda, he always put his chest out and his shoulders back. And she thought that was just so cute. She didn't say anything about challenging him on Al-Qaeda's murderous ideology. And it fits right in with her other statements. Some people did something. 
So, yeah, <laughs> I don't have any problem with the president telling these, these, uh, these three of the four horses, horsemen of the apocalypse to go home if they hate America so badly. I agree with it. Probably in other times it wouldn't be necessary to use such uh, blunt language. But that's where we are. Got to call these people out. There's some good news on the immigration front. Um, The Attorney General Bill Barr announced new rules that requires asylum seekers to apply for asylum in the first uh, country that is safe. In other words, they can't walk through three or four countries and come to the border of the United States and claim they're here for political asylum because obviously they've walked through, in many cases, Honduras and Mexico and other South American countries that are not unsafe. And they're doing it, of course, everybody knows, because they're not political refugees seeking asylum. They're economic migrants that are here and want to get into the country so that they can uh, participate in the American economy. And I don't blame them for wanting to do that, but you have to do it the right way. You have to do it the legal way. We have a a backlog of people that have applied to come to the United States. And if you want to be one of them, you can can do that, but you have to come in legally. Trying to find this clip here for you. Uh, This is uh, the... A new Department of Homeland Security Secretary, Ken Cuccinelli, talking about the new rules for asylum seekers. Administration is preparing to begin briefing senior officials on the details of his new plan on Capitol Hill today. Let's bring in Ken Cuccinelli, Acting Director, U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services. Sir, good morning and welcome back to our program to you, Good morning, sir. Bill. What's the new rule? So the new rule is intended to um, avoid abuse of the asylum system, which is overwhelming parts of the system, even while the border is overwhelmed, by instituting a requirement that people who come to our border uh, must have and want to apply for asylum must have already applied and been denied at a country they passed through. Uh, Remember, asylum is about safety, not a choice of forum. It's not forum shopping. The idea is that you want to get people safe, and this is something America's been very generous about in the in the past, and yet it's being fraudulently abused right now, and it's part of what's causing the crisis at the border. So why do so this it is now? Then I get, just a few obvious questions. Why now? Why sure. not? Why not several months ago? Well, several months ago. Why not? As soon as the president took office, why wasn't weren't these type of rules instituted? They made sense now, and if they had been instituted then, they would have already worked their way through the courts and been upheld by the Supreme Court. The United States certainly has the right to determine the conditions on which people can apply for asylum, and they cannot claim any uh, credible fear of persecution if they've already walked through two or three countries to get to the United States. A lot of work goes into a, a regulatory um, I- implementation like this. So, and it's between two departments. This is done jointly between the Department of Justice and the Department of Homeland Security. So it takes a while to work through. And of course, you've also heard us, all of us, and we're still saying it in the administration, we would like to see Congress address these asylum loopholes. Well, they're not going to do that. And I, I applaud 
Ken Cuccinelli and uh, and Attorney General Bill Barr for implementing this. I wish to God it had been done long ago. And if the president had had the good sense to uh, um, appoint Chris Kobach as the Department of Homeland Security early in his administration, this would have been done. Uh, Kobach has been saying for years that this needs to be done. And they've ignored him and denied him. He's probably, I mean, most obviously the guy you need in Homeland Security committed to securing America's southern border. So this is good news, good news. Uh, You know, we had these ice raids over the weekend. And uh, according to the New York Times and the Washington Post, they they weren't nearly as uh, widespread as as the administration had led people to believe. Now, we don't know that for sure because certainly uh, Immigration and Customs Enforcement is not out there trying to to get the attention of the left-wing media so that they can mischaracterize these enforcement actions. But uh, they assure us that, uh, you know, this was more like business as usual than, than uh, you know, a wide-ranging uh, escalation. Don't know whether to believe them or not. I'm hoping that uh, we have increased um, the uh, the use of uh, uh, interior enforcement, so that these people will pay some price. You know, for setting up house in this country, they'll be uh, unceremoniously returned home after a judge rules that they're they have no case. Did you see the radical Democrats at the, um, I'm not sure, what committee was it? It uh, it was Elijah Cummings' committee, the House Oversight Committee. used to be about uh, oversight and reform, but now it's just oversight. There are overseers. Um, All these radical Democrats on that committee grilling Tom Holman, former head of Border Patrol, in just the most vile and vicious ways, attacking this man uh, personally, claiming that he doesn't care about uh, these poor, poor immigrants. Each one is being treated entirely in accordance with laws that the Congress of the United States passed. But I've got a, a bit of a, a montage here for you. This was actually put together by Fox. I think it was on their morning show. And uh, Tom Holman's response. Of the many that you recommended, you recommended family separation. I recommend a zero tolerance. Which includes family separation. The same as is whenever a U.S. citizen parent gets arrested when they're with a child. Seeking asylum is legal. If you want to seek asylum, go through the port of entry, do it the legal way. You want to comment? I, I... So let's, uh, let's start with that one. Uh, you had AOC up there saying that, oh, the uh, poor migrants are being separated from their children. And Tom Holman, finally, finally, somebody's pointing out. That American citizens are separated from their children when they're arrested in the interior of this country hundreds of thousands of times every year. You don't see the the Marxist Democrats up there agitating for uh, people not to be arrested, although I guess they would. It doesn't uh, fit their current uh, tactic of trying to uh, overwhelm the border at this point. But if you're arrested in this country and taken into custody... The state will uh, place your children with relatives 
or they'll put them in a foster home or they'll put them in group homes. Exactly the same that's thing that's happening to migrant children on the southern border. That's never pointed out because the left-wing Democrats control the media, and it was so good to hear Tom Holman get uh, get that little nugget of truth through the uh, through the fog. But uh, the attacks continued. You seem frustrated. I'm extremely no, frustrated, Mr. Holman. I'm no, I'm not, no, I'm not calling on you, sir. Of course not. This is of my time. This is about You're not at the border. This is ridiculous. You're not at the border right now. You're in a hearing room. What has that got to do with anything? Yeah, he's he's frustrated. They've been calling him names and using him as a, a pinata. And Holman's uh, not having it. He's pushing back. And then you had this representative Garcia from Texas, just absolutely the most disgusting accusations against this uh, man who has served his country in the military and in law enforcement for his entire career. This guy is not that you're about to hear Garcia is not fit to shine Tom Holman's shoes. It's my time. How can you possibly allow this to happen under your watch? Do you not care? Is it because these children don't look like children that are around you? I don't get it. First of all, your comments are disgusting. I've served my I country. Find your I've served my country. I've served my well, country sir. 34 find, years. I, so for you to sit there and insult my integrity and my love for my country and for the and for children, that's why this whole thing needs to be fixed. And you're the member. We Congress. agree on that. Fix it. Yeah, we agree on that. Only, only difference is the Democrats' idea of fixing it is just to do away with all the laws and throw the throw the doors wide open. And over the weekend, there was an uh, 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 an incident at the ICE facility in Aurora, Colorado, where radical Marxists stormed the place and took down the American flag and raised in its place the Mexican national flag, and then in an inferior position to the Mexican national flag, raised uh, an American flag that had been defaced. It was put upside down. It had been stomped all over and spray-painted. Just an absolute disgusting display. In any normal time, it would have been headline news that, uh, that these radicals were assaulting American uh, uh, government facilities like this. But not even the former governor of Colorado and Democrat presidential wannabe Hickenlooper. What is Hickenlooper's first name? Tom Hickenlooper. He appeared on one of the Fox shows and he couldn't even bring himself to condemn this outrage. All right, let's get let's get to this that happened in the state of Colorado. This was the demonstration on Friday at the ICE facility where they pulled down the American flag and then put up it would appear as though to be an upside down spray painted American flag and then the Mexican flag over the ICE facility. It doesn't get much more progressive and radical than that. Is that something? I hate that word progressive. Why do we continue to use that and let them uh, characterize themselves as progressive? Why can't we just call it what it is, as Marxism? It's either cultural Marxism or economic Marxism, but it's all Marxism. And it ought to be called that. More progressive and radical than that. Is that something that as a moderate needs to be condemned? Well, I certainly respect the American flag and, you know, my whole life I've been fighting to make 
this well if you do respect the american flag then it won't be very uh, difficult for you to condemn this will it certainly respect the american flag and you know my whole life i've been fighting to make this country and 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 to make sure that this country welcomes everybody and it, that that flag represents everyone and I, you know I, i'm old enough i remember when people were burning the flag uh, in protest of the vietnam war well, you don't have to be old to remember that they're burning the flag right now in the streets antifa and these uh, these marxists black lives matter they're all burning the flag stomping all over it and i'm sure that aoc and her squad are uh, right there with them in spirit if not uh, actually doing it. They all hate America. The amazing thing about this country is we're really the one place on earth or one of the few places on earth where that level of freedom of speech is still protected. So I might not approve of it, but, but I think that that freedom is something that we as Americans should recognize and, and say, hey, that's part of our core freedom. Hmm. All right. Interesting, interesting. So... Hickenlooper can't bring himself to uh, condemn a group of radicals assaulting a U.S. government facility, taking down the American flag and putting up the Mexican flag, and then putting up the American flag in an inferior position to the Mexican flag that's been defaced and defamed. Now, this guy is supposedly one of the moderates in the Democrat field, but even he can't bring himself to defend America. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is exactly why you've got Donald Trump out there freezing, polarizing, and and forcing these Democrats, these radical cultural Marxists, to take a position on all of this. And other times, I mean, it it sort of shocks the system the way he's going about it. But uh, it's time that the system is shocked. And these, uh, these spineless country club Republicans... They need to take a position. They need to get in the fight or get the hell out of the way. Well, that takes us to the end of another edition of Right Now with Jim Dawes. Thanks for joining us, and I invite you back again tomorrow. Tell your friends about this show right here on the Mojo 5.0 Radio Network. As you make plans this season, consider convenient COVID-19 testing from Quest. Get the same test hospitals use without a doctor visit. Simply order online, select from drive through or at-home options, and get the results sent securely to your phone or computer. It's a great fit for your busy life. With over 20 million COVID-19 tests processed, you can count on Quest. So order your test today at questcovid19.com. That's questcovid19.com. When the weather outside is frightful, the Hyundai Santa Fe is, what's the word, delightful. Because it's got available H-Track all-wheel drive to make being out together better. Enter for your chance to win the newly redesigned Santa Fe, packed with all the jingle bells and whistles you need to go dashing through the snow together. To enter, visit Amazon.com slash Hyundai or scan the QR code on specially marked red and green Amazon boxes. No purchase necessary. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details.